that's the intro. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, welcome to episode 18 of the Goat Heads podcast. I'm Zach, and this is uh, Tony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start. Yeah. Uh, forgot the co-host name for a second. I got to write that one down. <laughs> is it with an I or a Y? Z. Uh, okay. Got you. Uh, yeah. Um, how do you want to start this? We could go one of two ways. We could talk. We about... can go a hundred ways. Let's start with uh, the big news around the entire league. Alex mm-hmm. Ovechkin hitting 800, 800 goals. ways. Holy <laughs> shit. That just wrote itself. Yeah. Uh, of course he did in style. Uh, hat trick to get uh the last three day hundred which is kind of expected with Ovechkin. I didn't think he would do it in a boring way. I that's it was pretty awesome to it see wasn't gonna whole, be an Yeah. The whole team came out to celebrate that was top tier awesome stuff there. You see so, the yeah. locker room celebration? I did not no. I can only shower. It was good. It's it's um a huge milestone and I don't think a lot of people recognize how historic no one else is going to do this. Yeah, it's or, all right. Like, do you yeah. expect to see another 800 goal scorer? I was listening to After the Whistle. Besides Cage Thompson, no. <laughs> if we start scoring 80 goals a season, we can talk about that in a few years. But um, After the Whistle was talking about it, and we're the only one even on par would be Austin Matthews to even get a shot at 800. Yeah, I'd have to look at the numbers, but I mean – Matthews started, started off great with obviously his first NHL game scored four goals. So yeah, he was on he started off on good pace, I'd say. And then if he scored four goals every game, he might have had eight hundred by now. If he tried <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So history was made in the NHL and he joins very elite company. Gordy Howe, Mr. Hockey, and the great one. 99 Wayne Gretzky so we're, we're very Sorry. lucky to be able to witness what he's been doing in the league just how good he is at scoring against goalies who are better than when Gordy Howe was playing and Wayne Gretzky I mean just look at the equipment back then that goalies wore look at the math like Ovi yeah. is not scoring on guys who also taught chemistry like it, they're it's a different <laughs> league now so Cheers to him. He's a big fan of the podcast, so we promised we'd shout him out for scoring his 800th goal. So there it is, Alex. Yeah, that was a paid promotion. Paid promotion from OV. Uh, Yeah. Let's let's stop uh, talking about anyone else in the National Hockey League that doesn't wear a Sabres jersey. Yeah. Uh, Sabres. Let's talk about the Kings game. I think that's fresh on everyone's mind. Holy cow, what a game. What a third I yeah. only saw the third period. Lucky for you, because I missed the first 10-something minutes. of the, I missed the first three goals. Watched every second of the first two periods. One of the most boring hockey games I've ever seen. And Tage Thompson did not look good. But since he, he made up for it, but I'm just saying, he looked like prime 2019 Tage Thompson for a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> Prime Tage Thompson. We're witnessing it. But... Um, <laughs> Two goals in the third. I looked at the game, and I think the shots were 10-2, to and we had two, and it was the first period. I was like, oh, okay, it's one of those games. I think we finished the first with three shots. So Yeah. yeah. And um, then we scored a touchdown in the third period. Yeah. Missed the extra point. That's fine. And I don't think there's any reason 
for anyone who's a logical Sabres fan to be upset right now. I mean, you can have reasons, and there are valid reasons. You could, you could look at the standings and clearly be upset, but but you got to you got to understand we had an eight game losing streak, which obviously you can't have, but we did. So if you win half of those games, we're seventeen ten and two. So that's a playoff team. Half of yeah, those games, you right out. The ma- analytics. That's analytics right there. <laughs> that's a stat. Um. But- we're in the Rocket Richard race with Tage Thompson. Maybe the MVP race, the Norris race, the Calder race. Like, and the Vesna. Craig Anderson. Come on. <laughs> We're going to ride this old man into the ground. He's the second he, oldest recorded goaltender with a shutout in the National Hockey League. So He is our only hope. <laughs> He'll be here for the run. He'll be here for the next couple of playoff runs with the Sabres. Do we play him against Colorado? I'd say yes. It's a very beat-up Colorado team, but I th- I'm i not trusting Lukanen right now. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I love games. We didn't let a single goal in, but it's like, how long has it been since we didn't let four in? So it's like, that was We're refreshing. Craig. Roll I think Craig we roll Craig. Kevin, roll Craig. Kevin Adams wants to know. But um, yeah, we're a game below five hundred right now, and um, it's almost Christmas, and it's almost the New Year. So I think for this episode, we should make New Year's resolutions. We got a couple more. We got a couple more episodes till New Year's, but yeah, let's take a crack at it. But uh, Uka Pekka Lukanen, uh, I hope he looks to. Improve uh, <laughs> moving into this uh, new year. He's young, so that's a polite and, way to say it. Um, yeah, that's the, I give that advice to a handful of players, but um, I think he's the one that sticks out like a sore thumb. So, shout out Casey Middlestat, he's looking good. I mean, it's hard to look bad on the first line, I'll give but putting him at the center position when uh, they take like a draw, he's he's doing great because Tate Thompson's not great at face offs, but uh. I, I just harder yeah. being tall, but like his I think height. We're, we're notorious bipolar Casey Middlestat haters. Do you know what? Uh, I, I got. Uh, have you seen the new Sabres embedded? No, the the Tuck one. No, they made a new one about. Uh, it's I forgot what it's called, but it's like they all go over to Casey Middlestat and Jacob Bryson's house, like all like every oh day, just hang out. So like. Thinking of it from an inside the organization standpoint, trading Casey Middlesex kind of would be awful and like not awful, but like you see like the connection he has with like a lot of guys is a lot like it's a very tight knit group. Like obviously they all love each other. We we he's know this. playing good hockey, and he's he's also we, his trade value. So there's there's two ways. To, we expected this team to be a game or two above 500, right? Like, realistically, last year, coming into this year. That yeah, the our... expectations were that, but also no one expected, uh, what's it called? Lead the league in scoring goals? Uh, that Yeah, that's a thing. We do that. And uh, you can look He's at it from – you look at, like, Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin having historic seasons that they may possibly never have – again to this caliber 
Like Tage Thompson's on pace. On pace means a lot, but it means not a lot. I meant 65 goals. If he gets 65 goals, what are the odds he does it again? When do we start realistically talking about that? What? Tage Thompson scoring 60. Like, I think now he's at 23. He's a third of the way there. Like, we can't realistically be like, when do we expect Tage Thompson to hit 60 goals? Because he could go on a crazy cold streak, God forbid, which I'm not hoping for. But I got scared of that against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh shut him down. Like, I was very impressed. I think it's because they play Ovechkin so many times a year that they kind of get used to blocking the guy over there. So, I don't know. They shut off Tage Thompson. I think they held him to maybe an assist, and that's it. He out. I don't think he's got many shots on goal those two games. Um, yeah, they kind of owned him. But, yeah, he, um, he came back. His first goal against L.A. was incredible. That was – Marty Baron made a good point. Uh, the defenseman, I think it was Mikey Anderson, who's playing that lefty at the time, he like pushed into the circle and gave Tage Thompson that entire lane, and that is not something you do. You cannot give that you man. You can't give him an inch. You you can't because he's his shot. I, I'm... He might be Eichel's high in goals before halfway through the season. Uh, and then the, this brings up the discussion: who's who's better? Who's, right who's the overall better player? Like not right now, I think the answer is Tage Thompson. It's got to be. It like has the, right- the points, the 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 swagger, the he can do it all. He he f- plays on the penalty kill. He power play obviously, first line center. Um. You see the effort there that sometimes you may have not seen from Eichel, but I'm not trying to. Rasmus Dahlin has more points than Jack Eichel right now. He's like Eichel's not in the top ten. He's not in the top fifteen. Like we're not talking about who's better anymore. It's established who's better right now. It's Tage Thompson. He's lighting the league. Isn't that crazy? Like I I keep looking at the NHL app like throughout the day and just going to the stats where they show the three guys you can preview, like the top three. And there's a Sabre in points and goals, which we've never had. I can, Is there one in assists? Is Darlene in there for assists? And I don't think he's no, top three. No, David Kucherov and Dreisaitl. They each have more than 40. Damn. But come on. Like, I'm not going to wish we had assists. Like, beggars can't be choosers, but. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll take out of three major categories. Yeah, that works. Rocket Richard race. That's nuts. I've never, we've never been in a position to be able to watch this in our lifetimes, at least. And but, um, we're even young. before our lifetime, like before when we were watching the Sabres, there was no guy absolutely torching the league. I mean, unless you're going to the Fontaine, I think he hit 70. I could be off, but. He had more than 65, so that's crazy. That's Tage, This brings up the point I wanted to make earlier. You got Tage Thompson having probably the best season he may ever have on pace for, even though anything can happen in his career. Same goes for Darlene. Incredible things that are just will be hard to do again. And you have this of this kid's line. Ooh, we can talk about them for an hour. We can talk about oh them for the entire episode. But my point is being, 
they've lucked out where they have everything clicking besides a few very obvious pieces. Very obvious. And I don't think Kevin's going to do anything about it. And but it's not like he doesn't know about it. Me and you, yeah. who are we? And we know about it. You don't think he knows what his team he needs? Went on, he went on Sabres Live the other day, Marty and Duffer. And he, there were, Marty Baron asked the question, like, is there anything to speed up this plan you have? Like, we know you have a plan. Kevin's like, be patient, evaluate, take it as we go. Well, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm always going to look to make this team better. He, he made the point to Tyson Jost, but he's not going to give up on some of these guys. Yeah. He's a, Which, he's frustrating. He is very wise because in the grand scheme of things, I think Kevin's right in a way, but it's, we're obviously in the moment we're in time. We're exhausted of losing. We have, it's been 11 years now, almost 12. So his view versus ours, his is, a lot fresher. He's not, it has not been 11 years for Kevin Adams since he's been general manager. So he's, he's going to take it slow approach. And there's some things I appreciate about that, but there's some things like, Oh, you see how we have the least caps, like most available cap space in the NHL. Utilize that. Utilize your second line being that young and making no money. You don't like, you can build, like put other lines in. And just be a threat, top to bottom. And uh, uh, we can say this stuff all. I did not mean to click that. <laughs> but, I mean, you can obviously always trade for these guys, but somewhere down the road, you you want to sign your Jack Quinn, your JJ Paterka, and you want them to be your grizzled threat. So I think it. I don't know. I think Kevin's a smart guy. And I think he knows what he's doing. And I think if he finds a move that can help this team right now, I think he'd do it. And I think, I mean, obviously he would do it. I I would hope you got a guy second in scoring, third in points, and you're not going to capitalize off that now. It's what you said. We don't know if Tage Thompson's going to regress next year. We don't know if he's going to do better than this. It's hard to do better than this in this league. Look at Austin Matthews. He had 60 goals last year. He started off very slow this year. And he came out very slow. Like it, you can't bank on these guys just being automatic, fifty-goal, ninety-point guys. And right now, you got Dylan Cousins, who's just playing out of his mind. Dylan, like, Dylan Cousins we... playing fantastic. Thompson's playing fantastic. Skinner's a point per game. Darlene's a point per game. Owen Powers coming into his own, making these. Amazing plays in the offensive zone. The points may not be there. The goal's definitely not there. He doesn't have one. But the points are not there yet. He's going to get one. He's 19. (laughs) We're older than him. And I don't even make my bed. Like, this kid's killing the NHL. Like, (laughs) we are not comparable. Um, But the way he walks the blue line is incredible. But you have all these guys who you want to be in your core. And I don't know, you're a game below 500 before the new year. You're going to Colorado right now. And I think this is kind of random. But think about like trading players before Christmas. You can't. I feel like there's like a grace period in the NHL where it's like, don't, don't do that. Don't do I mean, that. I don't expect a trade before Christmas. I don't expect I a trade until the deadline 
because I think if I can just that, I can just see that being a factor in Kevin's decisions the past month to not do anything. Well, yeah, you think about the personal relationships and everything, and how hard it is to be traded and move cities and move your family, and if you have a wife and kids, that's equated into it, and if they have jobs and they go to school, and there's a lot of factors that we don't think of when you just say trade this guy for this guy because he's better. But you're literally sending someone somewhere else. You are, you are sending them to another city, a new environment, new everything. It's a, yeah, it's a person who, who has roots here. And But we're going out west. We're going to play it in the most deadly arena in the NHL right now. Are you talking about mullet? Yeah, I'm talking about like people get their fingers bit off. Like, the yeah, only that's... thing I've ever heard. Of, like, obviously, let, let, let's move past that. Like, obviously, this was going to happen. I don't. I don't think you could say obviously someone's finger <laughs> bit off that mullet arena. I did. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Did you see the picture of the finger meat? That was fake. It was fake. Oh, I'm glad because yeah. that that made me na- nauseous. <laughs> um yeah there was a fight very graphic I, there's been multiple fights yeah but the one was that, that stood out was against fight? the one was you sent me yeah so somebody got was... their finger bitten off in that scrum yeah then there was okay. pictures of a guy with like a towel wrapped around <laughs> thing. it was it had to be him and uh that's crazy be, be very, adult, like yeah you're grow up. at, at what point you gotta yeah, this, it's 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 like it's who are you proving that you're the toughest guy to, like the whole arena? Like just be an adult and sit in your seat that you paid for at Mullet Arena, <laughs> in Arizona. Just be <sighs> a, a grown person. Well, I think we were talking about Mullet Arena before we had some <laughs> technical difficulties. People, I I thought you got it. I thought you were in a scrum at Mullet Arena for a second. Yeah, that that's exactly what happened. Do you want to go to this game? I mean, and fight people. It's on Saturday. <laughs> I really enjoy having fingers, um, but I'll consider it. Yeah, um, I don't think it was the whole finger. We could talk about that. I think it was like it was. It didn't even make reach the bone. I've heard. Oh, uh, okay. what do we know? We're everything's anything can be said on well, the internet. First of all, if there's a guy biting through bone at Mullet Arena, steer clear. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Oh, there's a hockey game tonight. No, there's a guy who is biting through human bone. Like Arizona's Colorado's... today, right? Thursday. Are we? No, it's Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Right, right. Uh, Arizona's Saturday, I believe. So Arizona's Saturday, and then we got Vegas on Monday. We're in Jack Eichel's barn, and Vegas is hot. So actually, they're on. They're cooling down right now as of late. Uh, but... Fourth in the league, so. Yeah, they were second. <laughs> Talk about putting a fan on that one. Um, I, you know, what I was thinking the other day, the whole Jack Eichel thing feels kind of over. The beef, like I kind of just want to see him succeed. We yeah, had our good. game; he had his game. Now it's just do your thing, hockey. It's just hockey now. Play hockey now. Yeah, I, I, I think we're. I think everyone can just agree to move on. I want to win in Vegas, though. I want to win two of these three games. Does John, Tavares still get booed in, uh, Does John Tavares still get booed in Long Island? He has to. Um, 
Think it's, about how it really does, but they don't they don't give it the media attention they did the first time it happened, obviously. It was yeah. a story the first time it happened. So we'll probably people will probably always boo Jack Eichel when he's in the building. But I don't think like the dramatics and the theatrics behind it will ever be the same. I mean he scored a hat trick on us. What else, what are we gonna do? Yeah. The so. only thing that would make it like haha is if we scored twenty goals or something against in Vegas. A twenty to nothing shutout fronted by Craig Anderson. That'd be, yeah, sounds good. That'd oh yeah, that cool. uh, Craig Anderson shutout was the first shutout since that one nothing Calgary game where Tage Thompson got that weird goal. But before Last that, year. yeah, but before and that was by Dustin Tokarski, Sabres legend. Um, but the last one before that was twenty nineteen pre COVID. So that's was it really. That's Who was that against? I don't know, but also the last time Craig Anderson recorded a shutout was against the Sabres in Buffalo in 2019. So that's some little fun facts there. That is interesting. I did not know any of those. Um, yeah. yeah, he played great last night and kept us in the game the first two periods, and then we thanked him with a six-goal <laughs> third. And if you're listening to this today, we got Colorado tonight and – they're beat up. I don't know what, are, beat up. what are expectations for this game. I think when you have to build your momentum. We we had a big win. What was our last win before Pittsburgh? Columbus? Yeah, that 9-4 game. Obviously, Columbus is not a very talented team, but you got to take that momentum home against Pittsburgh in the following game. Yeah, losing uh, both Pittsburgh games, really. I mean, one was in overtime, so we got a point, but. Losing both of them, Hurt and Skinner, obviously getting yeah suspended, which we haven't talked about, and I don't know if we will. Yeah, let's, let's get into it. I, I think we should discuss it because, um, yeah, should he have gotten suspended? Hundred percent. That was shitty. There's that was scummy. That was it's no one should be supporting that. Um, is it fair? In a degree, yes, but not in the way that some other things are handled by the league. There just needs to be more consistency. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, did Matthews get two games last year for Darlene? Yeah, Matthews got two games. If and I think that one that. was worse. I think than it was two. worse. I think it was worse too, but intent wise. Yeah, I, think... I don't know where the I don't know where they how they reached three. I mean, I'm not going to complain or, like, argue it because, obviously, what he did should be suspendable. But I don't just, know how they reached the number three. I mean, obviously, it's over now. And right? it's we not like Skinner has a background in this. Like, Tom Wilson is in getting a hearing once every other month, it felt like, for a decent amount of time. And right. you would see him even get away with things or maybe get one or two games. Like, rarely the three. So, like, a guy like Skinner – getting three with no track record that I can recall. Um, I, I, I don't know. I really don't even have an opinion on it because I think he should get three games for that. I just think the league needs to be consistent with how they handle other problems. That's, well, that's all I got. I think if you cross-check someone in the head, that should be its own problem, and it shouldn't be compared to like a boarding. Like <laughs> cross-checked him once, and then he pulled back his stick. Reloaded, if you will, and just aimed right for the face. Like, 
obvious you can't do that and um it it really sold the game because i believe it was a four minute penalty that he served and they ended up I, winning yeah five minute i think and they ended up winning in overtime and if you win that game you're 500 right now and obviously that's a make-believe fantasy i just made up but it's little stuff like that that can add up through the year and you want to bounce back from this horrible smear this eight game losing streak gave this season because we started off seven and three and then you lost the next eight so I we've, we've been playing catch up from that since then yeah it, that's clawing our way back to 500 losing two winning two we gotta if we can string some wins together here into the new year I think that's if you want to be considered a threat or a good team, you have to beat good teams, and that comes down to Vegas definitely next week, and then Colorado, yeah, but they're pretty beat up. So, but that that's a must win. These next three are must wins. Arizona, they bullied you at home. You can't let that happen again. You need to go into mullet and bite some fingers off and win that game. Uh, Colorado, you need to destroy their AHL players playing, and Vegas, you need to beat a good team. Um, that's what good teams do. They beat other good teams. They, they're a threat. I don't think any team is scared of the Buffalo Sabres, and there's nothing to be scared of except their, our offense. But if you can stop that, like how Pittsburgh did, then you beat you beat us every time. Yeah, I don't think I'm looking at our schedule and what we played before, and we really haven't beaten a lot of good teams. <laughs> Yeah, like they put they whooped Columbus. Columbus is terrible. We beat them so bad they were talking about Bedard there. Like immediately because yeah. it looks so bad. But like I mean, they're just a bad team. We could be doing an Anaheim Ducks podcast right now. What is that even? Like they have one regulation win, first team to 30 losses. First sad. team to 20 losses. How many overtime losses? 3. Okay, then yeah. I'm sorry. But um, by four games they won that, by the way, and so good for them. Yeah. I, I feel for Ducks fans right now because we've been in those exact shoes and those jerseys, and I hate their jerseys. Well, not their <laughs> specifically, but like metaphorically. And I, I absolutely despise Anaheim. How good are Bernard and Zegers going to be? Zegers. Strings me as a solid second line forward in like in the future. That's going to be a good team. If Mason McTavish could, I think, prolong to be their their best center. Sam Steele, you got Jamie Drysdale. Good names on that team. Good young names. Who could die last year that was just killing it? Why can I? Is it? It wasn't Sam Steele. No, I know who you're thinking of. I the name is completely blank to me right now. Troy Terry. Yeah. Yeah. How's he doing this year? Can you see? Him? He leads their the he leads their team in points with twenty seven right now, followed by Zegers with twenty three. How many games played do they have? Around thirty. Yeah, they have thirty exactly. I didn't so, think Zegers had that many points. Okay. But uh, and they play yeah. Montreal next to is a very similar team to us, um, standings wise. They have a win where we have a loss and. They're plus 500 because of it. Yeah. 
God, that eight-game losing streak sucks so bad. Oh my I, God. I blame it on injuries. That eight-game losing streak just sucks because I feel like we'd be in a lot different situation if we didn't have it. I mean, obviously we would. Imagine we had 500, like I think you said earlier, but we'd be. Yeah, we'd be, a, be 17, 10, and 2. That's better than. It's good for nine. That's good for 11th place in the NHL right now. For an 11th Seriously? place team right now, yeah. We would be above C. We'd be above the Islanders. So it's just stuff like that to think about. And obviously, that's going to happen with a young team. You're, going, you're not going to win every game and you got to grow into your shoes a little bit and your skates, if you will. And I think we were talking, they obviously were plagued by some injuries on the defensive side, losing Samuelson for a good bit, which hurts. Yeah. The Samuelson is, I think single-handedly carries that defensive core in a way that I don't understand, but he does. This is just his morale and his character too. Like he's a funny guy. Granado called him a captain, like his captain material. Like that's crazy. Which is a lot of praise from a coach. Like you don't usually get that, especially when you have a captain. But would you put Samuelson like if he's this big of an influence on the locker room? Do you put him in the captain conversation just because of his? No, I mean I would. Love, I would love Sam to get it a letter, but I think there's guys who have. It's Have not the roles. best player. I think, bigger, I think there's bigger roles than what Samuelson provides. For now, I'm not saying, and what does he have, a seven-year deal? At the end of that deal, I guarantee his team looks so much different. He gets resigned, gets a letter, who knows? Like, anything. Um, after the seven-year deal? I don't know about that. I, I think he'll be in the running for Towards the end of it, anything. We don't know. I, I just think they have – I think they got Darlene as their future captain. I think Tuck's going to get a letter – just because he's talk and he does, I think he does provide a lot to that locker room. And then cousins, you got Thompson, you got a lot of guys. So who knows? No offense to Alex Tuck. His Sabres embedded was a snooze fest. I didn't watch it, but it uh, was boring. It was really boring. (laughs) He's got a cute dog. Yeah, he's got a golden retriever. Great. Great dude. Yeah. Shout out to I, Teddy Tuck. I see him getting a. I see Tuck getting a letter, but if Granado's calling someone a captain, I gotta take his word for it. I think they've mentioned plenty of times. The room is full of leaders, and they're all young, and they're all taking a role together. I think it's just as a unit, they all work together perfectly in the locker room. Uh, but I, th- I think, yeah. And there's a lot of there has to be a lot of trust in Samuelson to hand him seven years. So, especially with like almost no track record in the NHL, and he had like stabilizing Darlene. Yeah, like that. Darlene is a big gamble. Like, I mean, a few years ago, around this time, everyone seemed to not be uh, big Darlene fans. Rightfully so, he wasn't playing good hockey, but. And I think everyone was just very mad. mad, as they should be during those times. Um, you're I mean, Twitter's where the mad people go. So mm-hmm. if you're not playing good on their hockey team in the city they live in, they're going to tell you. 
and that's just how it is. That's how the internet works. You're going to be, anyone can say anything about an athlete. And um, he's a young. You'll get praised for a little bit, do something bad, you'll hear about it for. 72 points in his last 82 games. Is that a stat? For Darlene? Yeah, I think I saw that on Twitter. 72 points in his last 82 games. Which as a defenseman. That sounds right. I don't see why I wouldn't. He's so um yeah, let's send him to the AHL. Yeah. Bust. He's definitely a bust. He's not a first overall pick. Like he's not everything and more we've wanted. So Yeah. Happy for him, happy uh but yeah, a lot of trust for Samuelson to step in and play the defensive role on that pairing and he's doing a great job. Payne Krebs is back in the lineup. And he's playing good hockey. And he's scoring he's, I think he has three goals in his last four. So maybe more. But <clears throat> I think he – this is on the fourth line in the second power play. He's getting his minutes. And he has – he's been very impressive. Um, I, I, I still believe that instead of sitting in the press box, maybe he should have went to Rochester. I don't think – Sitting does anything besides just making you watch and wish you were out there. And I get you can come back and like want to prove a point. Like, don't ever put You're me still in that practicing program. with the team every day and doing everything yeah. with the team. It, so, I don't think sending him back to Rochester that just complicates things. Like, obviously, he's not going to be in Rochester for the season because that's not a. Unless they leave him there the whole season and let Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka tear it up, they want to give him a chance to. So moving him back to Rochester, I don't think helps him at all. Maybe just for confidence reasons, like, oh, go get like 10 points in eight games. You think that would make him confident? You're going back to the AHL while three three of the guys you played with last year. It sends a message. I think either scratching him also sends a message, but. At least he's playing if he's in well, Rochester. I was just we, don't live, we don't live in the world where he's in Rochester. He's back in the lineup and he's playing good. He scored a goal against the LA Kings. A nifty little feed from Victor Olison, who had a great game. I was that that last uh yeah. The last I, I never I, I don't want to complain about the like any specific guys anymore. Like I don't want to complain about Olsen. We can call him a power play specialist, and he's this and he's that, and he's in a bunch of pony is the way I like to describe him. But yeah, continue. He's on pace for thirty something goals. Yeah, and his assist total I think is extremely low. But thirty goals. That assist he had to Krebs was it? It got me out of my seat. He's a good. He's a good player and. They're all good players. They're in the National Hockey League. Like, it's just there's Casey Neistat. He's bad. <laughs> no, it's, it's all love for Casey this week. He's he's on a tear right now. It's Replacing a Casey him. Love week. Check the yep. calendar. Jerry Sullivan, uh, Buffalo's favorite, Buffalo sports legend. Yeah. Um. If you haven't seen his first comment to Josh Allen, which I supported, I'm not gonna lie, because he was. What did he say that was wrong? How do you support? That's not his job. His job isn't what to give wrong? Josh okay. his opinion. He didn't ask him a question. He just said, you're yeah. not going to win the Super Bowl with a, like your job. Yeah, is isn't asking. Like that's not the time and place to tell Josh Allen that after you're, a win, he's yeah. there. 
to answer your question. So you telling him he's not going to win the Super Bowl, you're out of your way. way Josh Allen, the way Josh Allen gave him a little stare down, minimum forty points the remainder of the season per game. I'm letting everyone know now. Miami will get blown out this week, and if they don't, I'm sorry for jinxing it. Yeah, knocked on wood. But um, he did the I, same thing to Poyer and Micah Hyde last year against New England. When they were, did you see what uh, Bruce Smith days. said about him in 1979? Yeah, didn't call him a little bitch ass or something, <laughs> a punk ass bitch or something yeah. along those lines. Uh. Like he's like this is not a new thing. Like oh, Jerry Sullivan's a bad guy. Yeah, he he's, he sucks. Like it's good to see people who suck at what's coming to him eventually. Well, we didn't get into the context, but he did the night following or a couple nights. But uh, he lost his job. He Jerry Sullivan, right after his comment, he went viral on Twitter and then immediately followed up on – he went on Trainwreck Sports Podcast with Maniac. Shout out to them. But uh, how do you react to hearing that from, like, a guy, like, who's been in this, like, this role of influencing people for – decades like the well it's it's just gross because you know like that's what he believes and yeah. you know he works with women who write for sports and i need they write for the news like, they write his, they they're not like calling them cheerleaders it's just there's it's just a, it's a low it's a low blow and i i don't understand it and um, there's a lot of things that people i don't think will ever change anyone's minds about certain things like this, like I think there's just people out there who think like him, and there's not really much like they're, they're, they're there's ignorant. not much we can do about it to change their mind. I think they're set in stone of where they're at, and it's just a matter of time before they ruin themselves for it. And that's and he did, like example. he did, he's done. Like I, I in a world I, with all this going on, like all these people's careers, like cancel culture. What he said was stupid it was ignorant he was being I, I, ignorant he, he'll be about done with writing for most publications but um he still has his press pass i believe for the bills doesn't he or is that through his employer i'd assume through his employer i, I the I, bills gotta be happy about this i don't, I don't think, think he's very liked on the bills no he's not um not yeah like what's his name reed ferguson made a comment about it like Late sayonara or something along those lines. Like, so, so it's not just he hmm. said one thing. He's he he's a parasite. Zach, when I say the name uh Ryan O'Reilly, uh what comes to mind? Twenty eighteen Stanley Cup Con Smythe champion. I was thinking driving through a Tim Hortons. <laughs> but uh he'll be a free agent after this season and uh Shout out uh, Saber Metrics on Twitter. Walt brought up the point earlier today. Uh, he would wonder... fit so perfect. Huh? He would, he would fit so perfect with this team. Yeah. Third line, yeah. solid two-way, strong defensive, penalty-killing leader. Like, it's it's right there. Like, oh, my God. It, it's everything you need in a guy. I mean – Realistically, How much does a Mr. O'Reilly fetch on the market, though? That's that's what I'm curious about. I don't think anywhere more than five and a half, six million, and oh, we could so afford that too. And that's and I we think seven that's and a half right now. Yeah, I remember uh, Terry Pagula did not want to pay his bonus. That's why the return was smaller than it should have been. And hey, Tage Thompson, 
he would fit so great in this lineup. It's crazy. Make it happen. Do something in the in the offseason. Sign some I feel like this offseason would be a perfect offseason to fill in those noticeable gaps if you don't do them in the dead at the deadline. Like there's obviously guys in Rochester and prospects all around drafted three they're not see they I have not played any NHL games. I think they need to marinate in these uh leagues, give them another year in the minors next year with Devin Levi and go for a Calder Cup or something. And I think you you be patient with them and I think you try winning with what you got now. And I think you start adding those pieces in when let's say you get a guy who's got two years left on it or including this season, two years left on his deal. We let him walk to UFA after next season and immediately will be replaced by Yuri Kulik or Matt Savoy if they're on the team then. So, but, but I think an effort needs to be made to do something. If, you, if you're in a playoff hunt come trade deadline, I think a move's going to be made, right? Like, why wouldn't it depends you? Depends where we are in the standings. If we if we stay around 500 or within like six six to seven points, I think is where you're like, okay. Let's say let's say we're above 500 because the it's more of how many points are we out? Yeah. It's let's say we're above 500 and we have held the second wild card spot a few times. Like we've gotten to it, been bumped down. Like we're keep fighting and getting batted in and around. So why, basically, yeah. You're a fringe playoff team. Like okay. if the season ended because of COVID, on one day you'd be in it, and if it ended on another day, you wouldn't. Like, isn't that crazy? That was a that was we had if we beat Montreal that play. night, the season ended, we would be in the playoffs. We would have played in the crazy playoff format that year, and the street would have won. Over. Can you imagine Jack Eichel just lit lit up a the bubble, pop the bubble, and won us a cup. Tampa, who? It's 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 Michael. Back to now. Um, back to now. Know. But if you're in that position, come trade deadline, and you're analyzing Wayne this Simmons, game. Wayne Simmons, Wayne Simmons. <laughs> no, get a guy. Get a guy. I think you make at least a some shot at going for the playoffs. I you think bottom just... a bottom six guy. You get. Maybe a defenseman, maybe two, maybe a goalie. I don't think there's many goalies to, on the market, but I think you could maybe pry one out of somewhere. If if we're there, the effort needs Logan to be Thompson from Vegas. When is that going to blow up? What do you mean? I just Vegas's track record with um goalie relationships, player relationships in general. Uh they're doing. Up, they're they're obviously going to keep Logan Thompson, but yeah, just to say Robin Leonard. I don't think he'll want to come back here. Um, He's out too. So for this, yeah, yeah. I'm but, talking last um, year. Well, I'm talking this year playoffs. Okay, yeah, playoffs. You want to talk <laughs> about the playoffs? Trying to win the whole thing. Oh, that's such a great moment in Sabres. Taylor history. Hall trade for Taylor Hall. He's playing good. A- too. I had a couple weeks ago. What if that situation turned into if Taylor Hall got instead of one year eight million, he got like six years seven and a half million? Like, what if that happened? I think he'd be a fan favorite right now. How would he not be? He'd be 
he'd be stuck here. He couldn't just leave. He it <laughs> It's a Skinner scenario. Yeah, and I think Skinner's loved. I just think obviously very overpaid. Some might say underpaid. Just kidding. I, it's so hard to judge because of this stupid Ralph Kruger. He really, really, really it's the only reason him. Taylor Hall came here in the first place. So you can look at it that way too. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, there's, no, there's no there's no there's no backing up Ralph Kruger. I just wanted to make that point. But yeah, everything else he did was god awful. God Taylor Hall, I don't think scored five goals for the Sabres. I think he had the first goal of the year, too, which is the funny thing. We're like, oh, this is going to be the year. Terry Pagula was right. It was Washington, right? That, that, it was Washington. I remember that year. That year. I so all I remember is Eichel took a lot of time to get a goal, and he finally got it. And then, He's playing injured. And then he got more injured, and then that was that. Was that. So, um, All right, that's a wrap for this week's episode of the Goat Heads podcast. If you're uh, – Streaming on Spotify, you may have noticed uh, the video is on there now. We have switched uh, platforms for uh, uploading that, so there's that. Um, Follow us on Twitter and socials at GoHeadsPod. Make sure you download the episode, subscribe, tell a friend, and don't bite anyone's finger off this week, and go Sabres. Try not to, at least, if you have to do it, but definitely wouldn't recommend doing it. Yeah, there's a few scenarios where it's okay, but in those that are not, don't. Go Sabres, guys. Next time we see you, we'll be above 500. Maybe. We'll be back. Oh, you, can, you can quote me on that.